With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. 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 Hey, what up? This is Point Wisconsin, the Badger Volleyball Podcast. I am John Audius. He is Dennis Punzel. As Big Ten play is here for the Wisconsin Badgers, I say it every year, Dennis. It just kind of sneaks up on you like, oh, the Big Ten season's starting already. It's crazy. Yeah, you kind of you get caught up week to week in the non-conference stuff, and you know what's out there, and you know, it just is going to be one week after another. This isn't maybe on paper the the roughest way to start but it it gets tougher and Ohio State is a a real thorn to the Badgers historically and we saw it last year and uh, a very kind of quirky team to play and uh, a bunch of new players and uh, including a Wisconsin kid freshman in their lineup and uh, so yeah that'll be a a fun match to start with yeah and the next thing that'll happen is pretty soon I'll be going (laughs) Hey Dennis, we're halfway through the Big Ten season. Yeah, because those things just always boom. Just like pretty it, soon, all you're looking at is RPIs and who's going to host. And yeah, or it'll the tournament will be here before you know it, and every season ends like three weeks after it starts in your head. Yeah, it, it exactly. Just all flies by. It does. But this weekend, uh, we'll focus first on uh, wrapping up the non-conference with today's guest on the podcast. He is Badger's assistant coach Gary White. His team seven and one in the non-conference as they get ready for the Big Ten. And uh, the Ohio State Buckeyes on Wednesday. What's going on, Gary? How are you guys? I'm enjoying my day in the office. How about yourselves? Enjoying ourselves as well. Um, so it, are you like me and Dennis, where this thing kind of sneaks up on you? Is it all of a sudden you're like, okay, well, Big Ten's here now, I guess. Yeah, it, uh, it, we, we, get, we get on the bus on our way back to, uh, from Milwaukee, and, and I'm just looking at, all right, what's next on our schedule? I was like, oh, Ohio State Wednesday night. All right, let's go. Uh, Let's get this going as fast as possible. Uh, so we got back, and, and Ohio State was still playing that night. So we're sitting there watching watching their matches. They're going uh, playing against Dayton, uh, and it, it it goes fast. And and now we've got twenty matches of some really high caliber Big Ten uh, Big Ten teams. Uh, okay, is this true? Do you really not know like who's on the schedule next? I mean, you kind of haven't because people sometimes ask me like, "Oh, who do they play in the next whatever?" I'm like, honestly, I they go they have Ohio State Wednesday and Rutgers Saturday, and that's kind of where I'm at. Is that happening? Yeah, yeah, that happens all the time with me. Uh, <laughs> I know we play. I know we play twice a week, uh, usually, and sometimes maybe two or three times. But for me, with with scouting and prep, it's it's let's hit what's what's right ahead of us. Uh, every once in a while, we'll look a little bit. All right, what's two three weeks away when we're looking at how how we manage rest. And, and recovery for our kids with, with matches that are coming up and with us playing Wednesdays and Saturdays over the next uh, next three weeks to kind of really adjust how you do practices. So it's more looking at how, how you train than, than the opponents that you're going to be playing over the next couple weeks. Now I was at practice yesterday and I'm noticing there's times when there's a sort of a breakdown and, and it seems very specific to Ohio State exactly like where they might hit and what you're anticipating does that uh, 
escalate from your preseason preparations when you're mostly focused on what you guys are doing, the scouting level and everything all ramp up? Yeah, it it, it changes uh, week to week. With with the Wednesday Saturday schedule, you're you're getting much faster into preparing your team for their next opponent. Uh, when you're playing Friday Saturday, usually you're you're looking at that Monday Tuesday of that week of, of training the things that you want to make sure your team gets better at, and then spending Wednesday and Thursday on the things that you really need to get get good at for the matches that you're playing that weekend. With with the Wednesday Saturdays, it, it changes a little bit of what you're doing. So during practice it, on these weeks, we're doing. All right, let's do a little bit of what we need to keep getting better at, and let's spend a little bit of time on on our opponents, so we've kind of got a good understanding of one what we're what we're getting better at, and two what what they'll probably be doing against us. Uh, so we were adding that in a little bit yesterday, which is a little earlier than most weeks. Yeah, you know, in building a season schedule, the part you control is that first part, and you're it seems like the purpose is to build towards this. As you've played your non-conference. What were the most positive developments you saw and what areas came along that maybe uh, concerned or you put a focus on, you got, we have to address this kind of thing? Yeah, it, uh, I, I really enjoy how we, how we schedule our pre-conference. Uh, I think it gives us a lot of great information about our team. and So we always want to be scheduling teams that uh, are, are right in that, that NCAA tournament-type level team so that we're really finding out from, from caliber teams, what things we've got to get better at. And so you really use that pre-conference to really get an understanding of what your team is, what you're composed of, what areas are the biggest needs for improvement that'll, that'll impact your team in the long run. And so we, we know when we're in system, we're going to be one of the toughest teams to defend in the country. Just the way, the way we are. Uh, we're talking, I had a film session with Grace and Molly yesterday, and we were talking about attacking and I was telling them, hey, when we're when we're in system, we're running three option balls. You guys are both hitting over 400, which is exactly what we want out of our outsides. Our middle is hit for a really high percentage. Madison's having an awesome season, hitting in front and behind the setter. So it makes it really tough for teams to defend us. And so when we're looking at things that we need to get better at, we look at, all right, are we do we have the ball control that we need to be able to put us in that that type of scenario, or if we're not, are we hitting our way out of it? Uh, and then the second part is, are we able to transition and defend well enough that we can get those balls to the hitters that can produce at a really high level? Uh, we're, we're seeing a lot of improvement of what we've done from the beginning of the year. I think our serving has, has gotten way better uh, as we've been progressing through the year. I think our airs are, are probably down from what they were last year. I couldn't exactly say what the numbers were last year. But I think the ball that we're putting in right now from our service line is a lot better. We're really putting a lot of pressure on teams. I think Tiffany's doing a great job of working different planes. So I think our serving's heading the right path. Uh, the last two weeks we've been really hammering down on, on how we want to be defensively, what positioning we want to be in when, when we're in kind of a scramble mode, how do we get back to the, the spots we need to be. We've been mixing up our lineups a little bit with, with the middles and the right sides, uh, really getting to see kind of what those lineups work with, with Dana, Tiana, Danielle in different spots, and even, even Duello in some different spots. So we're taking a look at all those kind of things to find out where can we find the maximum value of our team. How about what 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 does uh, the first eight matches show you as far as you, you talked about defense? How about defense at the net? Because I know Dana Redke's numbers blocking through the non-conference are just out of this world. One point nine blocks per set. She leads the country, I believe, in that statistical category. Why are you so much better, or it seems, in that department in twenty eighteen through the first eight matches? Yeah, it, it's cra- it's crazy how statistics work because. Uh, to, to me, when I'm watching video, I'm like, man, we can still get so much better with our block. We're, we're missing these balls. 
Uh, I think teams are, are, are tooling us a little bit more than, than they've done in the past. But when teams are out of system, we're really doing a good job of, of really clamping down and not allowing them to get points. Uh, and I think that's where Dana's getting a lot of great touches and great blocks. One of the things we were talking about coming into this season with her was we've got to get her to be laterally more explosive as a blocker. And I think that's something she's really taken to heart, and that's what's allowing her to even get uh, balls that she doesn't get blocks on of getting quality touches that we're either able to uh, run down or keep alive. Uh, so I think I think our block can still get way better. Uh, we're, we're working on that every day. We've got footwork we do every every beginning to every practice as part of our warm up, uh, and then every every practice has some element whether that's out of system attacking where we've got a block on the other side or we're defending a certain play. We're working a lot on the eye work of what our blockers need to be doing. Uh, so I still think we can get way better as a blocking team. We we want to keep holding teams uh, to a hitting percentage under 150 in, in, in every match we play. So we're going to keep trying to really bring those numbers down. Could she could she get the two blocks per set? Is that I mean is that possible? Have you seen somebody get two blocks per set for an entire season? Uh, I don't know if it's possible. I would assume so. I mean, there's been some pretty elite middle blockers in in the country. I mean, I don't know what Ramat ended up at when she was at Florida or Inky at Stanford. But those are two kids. If you hit a ball near their arms, it was coming right back in your face. Uh, so I think Dana thinks she can get two. I'm going to tell her she can get two and a half. So that's how I'm going to be pushing her to try to get to the next level. Um, Sydney Hilly, uh, you have seen her uh, come in and taken a big role as a freshman and now a year later, what do you see in her progression as a setter and, and all the other roles she has to play on a team? I thought this past weekend, after watching film, this was the first match where I thought Sid looked really free as a setter, where she was making really good reads throughout the entire match. And this is our, our Marquette match and then a little bit of that Illinois, Illinois State one. Uh, she was making tough balls, turning them into really quality sets and really quality swings. She was reading the defense really well. Uh, I think she's got a real good comfort of her team and her teammates in a way that uh, for some freshmen it can become very overwhelming. And, and a setter, you're, you're knowing all of your offense. You're knowing all your teammates. You need to know how to communicate. You need to know how to lead. Uh, you're the focal point that people look to when things aren't going well. And you're kind of the last person they look to when they are going well. So I think as a freshman sometimes that can be a little overwhelming. I thought she did a great uh, a great job her freshman year, and now coming into this second year, I think she's doing a really good job of building on the stuff she already knows, and that's kind of her back pocket, and then being able to expand her game in the other aspects. Uh, so she was a little bit more aggressive as an attacker this weekend. We were actually talking about that in practice yesterday, about different, working different areas of court when she set her attacking. Uh, I think she's, she's come along a lot, and I think every day right now she's working with some, some hitter or some hitting group to really work on her connections throughout uh, this fall. It is kind of funny because uh, I was talking with Kelly today on a radio show, and he he talked about Sydney and, and freshman setters leading the team to the NCAA tournament. You guys kind of looked at the numbers uh, a, a while back, and I, I kind of forgot, oh, yeah, Sydney was a freshman last year, and she's a soft <laughs> because, I don't know, just it, it seems that she just kind of blends in well, and I think that's probably a good thing. Yeah, with I mean, you, you look at our team, and you would think a lot of our teams are juniors and seniors, uh, just with how, how confident they are in their game. Uh, and, and what's cool is we've got so many more years with some of these guys. I mean, Sid's a sophomore. Danielle is just starting her, her technically her first year of eligibility. Dana's in her second. Molly's now technically in, in, in her second year. So it, it kind of, you've got a younger team, but a team that's got experience. Uh, 
uh, a team that has been in a lot of tough matches and you're able to pull those things and, and see what you're made of when, when things are against the wall. Uh, so it was really really cool to see how we battled back against Marquette in that first set. And, and we were down 23-20, I believe it was, and came back to win that 25-20 or 25-23. Uh, so it, it's really cool to see the maturity of this group. And it seemed like, you know, on the next day you also had a a first set that didn't go your way and then turned it on after that. Is there is that a, a concern? You know, other times it's been sort of in the middle of a match where maybe you have a lull. Last year that was always sort of after intermission was where the, the trouble would sometimes come up. Do, do you think there's any pattern to when you're at your best and when you're not? I think uh, right now for us is, is we're trying to find our defensive rhythm a little bit faster. Uh, I think Marquette, there's some things they were doing that we had said, hey, they, this is kind of their, the thing they do 3% of the time uh, was what they were starting out the match with. So we're like, all right, let's see how this plays out in the long run. Uh, and so we made a couple adjustments there in the first, right at, kind of in the middle of the first to, to solidify some of our defense. Rosenthal was getting outside our block a little bit more than, than she had in the, the four weeks previously. And so we were kind of making a couple adjustments on her. Uh, so I think for us, it's just, all right, can we find our defensive rhythm a little bit faster? Offensively, we're, we're usually fantastic from the start. Uh, I think Sid does a really good job executing the game plan throughout a match. And so our hitting percentages on offense have been, have been fantastic. Uh, now it's just, all right, can we find our rhythm defensively as fast as possible? Uh, and so we're, we're trying to bring those things home with, with understanding our scouting report and what we're trying to accomplish and then really understand what the intent of their opponents trying to do. Uh, by the way, Inky Ajanaku, 1.54 blocks per set, her career best at Stanford. Man. Yeah, and 1.7 for uh, Alassane at Florida. Uh, and that was last year. So, All right. I wonder I wonder what the, the actual career NCAA record would be then. Yeah. Uh, but it's got to be it's got to be up and near that too. Yeah, I bet. I, I'm gonna have to Google that next while you answer the next question, <laughs> uh, because those are statistics that you know that I, as a broadcaster, and that fans look at kills per set and hitting percentage and blocks per set and blah blah blah. But I know that you are deep into the statistics of volleyball. Is, is there data that the average fan maybe doesn't even have access to that you find to be the most valuable? Yeah, it, it's funny you say that because we were just talking a little bit about blocking and uh, blocks. The, the stats you get are: did you block the ball or not? And and that's always one of the things I, I tell our blockers when we're training is, guys, you could do everything perfectly, and never touch a ball. Um, and, and that's because you you're you're kind of the secondary person. The initiator is your opponent, so they've got to hit the ball wherever they want to, and so you're just trying to put up a good block. So sometimes blocks can be an interesting stat. One of the things we look at. With, with blocking or defensively is how are teams hitting when you're blocking against them? So what is their hitting percentage against you? Uh, so we've got, we've got stats. I mean, I've got my package right now on kind of Ohio State, and we've got a sheet in there that says, all right, when the setter is front row, what are teams hitting on the go? What are they hitting on the Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. One. What are they hitting on the B or the rip? Uh, against the right sides, what are, 
what our opponent's hitting against those guys. Uh, so we kind of look at it from, all right, are you able to manipulate their offensive numbers with your defensive positioning? Are you getting in a good spot to either get blocked stuff or hold them under 150 hitting percentage? Um, for for us, we've got we've got a nine-page stat package we have on every team, and, and we run it on ourselves after every match, and it, it breaks down everything for you. I mean, we look at the, the stat that I wish – I wish you guys were had available to you or had available to just any casual fan is passing numbers. Uh, I mean, they're, they're usually a strong predictor in the outcome of a match. Uh, and it's just not something that's really tracks because there's a little bit of uh, subjectivity to it where you're kind of analyzing, all right, is that a three option pass where the setter can set all three and she's a very comfortable position. Is it a two option pass where that ball's kind of at that 10 foot line where you can maybe get it to the middle, but your best swings are your pins. Or is it a one-option pass and teams are way out of system? Uh, just to give you kind of uh, a, a, an idea of how those things impact the matches is perfect passes, teams are usually hitting over 400, and it, which is a really high number. When you get to that two-option, teams are usually hitting around 250. And then one-option, teams are usually hitting around 100. And so those things really influence hitting percentages. And usually that's what the casual fan sees. They see hitting percentages, how many attempts did someone have, how many kills did they have. But there's this part of serve receive that implements and initiates all of your attacking. Uh, so I, that's the ones that I wish you guys had information on because I think it tells just a great story of what teams are trying to do serving wise, and then how teams are even being able to hit out of those passes. Yeah, I wish I had that too because I would hear post match press conference and Kelly would throw that out, but you don't yeah, know you, that. Yeah, have no idea where to find. Yeah, you can't get in front of yeah. it. Anne Marie uh, grade the passes. Yeah, so Anne Marie is grading every touch uh, as it happens. So we've got we've got probably man, I, I think people are always impressed with our bench of just how many people are on it. But there's also five computers or iPads that are down there on our bench that are spitting out statistics to each of our coaching staff. So Britt's got some information that she wants. Kelly's got some information that he wants. I've got information on their offense. And so Anne Marie is tagging every contact, evaluating it, and we've got worksheets that create the statistics for us in real time, so we could know. Hey, this pass is passing a two-one-seven right now in the middle of the fourth, uh, and we can kind of look at Angel will help with kind of the trends. Is a player passing a two-three in the first two sets, but hey, she's now down at a one-eight in these last two sets. Let's keep seeing if we can keep putting pressure on her. So that's kind of the fun stuff that we've got on the bench that I wish you guys had more access to. Hmm. Uh, by the way, Gary, as this podcast has been going along, I pulled up the 2018 NCAA volleyball record book. Problem with yep. volleyball is that the, the format of the game has changed so often that yeah, that that records you know reflect that, and you know there's rally scoring, there's not rally scoring, there's 30 <laughs> points, there's 25 points. So what I found like 2.17 is the record since 2001 for a single right. season. So that's what Dana so needs modern, to grab. What they would call it the modern era of volleyball. Yeah. Uh, who uh, do you know who that person was? Uh from Elmer from Nebraska. Does that make sense? Uh, I went by it. 2005, yeah. it says. So, uh, okay, that would have been when I was in college. I was way you were just way a kid. Yeah. yeah, Melissa yeah, was... Elmer. That's before my radio broadcasting of volleyball. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, okay, sure. All right. So there's. So what a... was the record? What's the record I have to be shooting for? Two point one seven um, okay. is the record after 2001. I don't know if they keep a separate one from 2008 moving forward because that's when it's. Changed the, I think it changed the twenty-five point rally scoring. Gotcha. So I might yeah. have to. I she might had extra points to pile up. Yeah, those numbers. right. That's not yeah, fair. yeah. So, that 
that's at least seven extra points probably every every set. So I'll have to shift or you know sort through these stats and maybe I get a 2008 record. Um, but you know we're talking about all this data and that's that's something that I think that's kind of your thing because you got into volleyball. You had a different job, right? Can you kind of take us through what you were doing before you started to get into the coaching side of volleyball and how maybe that job has benefited you at your current position? Yeah, yeah, not a problem. Uh, so my background originally, I came from the IT world. So I was a I was a system engineer uh, for Lockheed Martin, which was a, one of the major defense contractors over in Washington, D.C. So that was my first job out of college. And systems engineering, it's all about how things interrelate uh, and work together in different large-scale operations. And there's a lot of mathematics behind it. There's a lot of Excel, a lot of, a lot of analysis that go into it. And so it's been awesome having Anne-Marie on staff now because she's kind of getting into the, the geeky side of, of all the numbers and the stats. And her and I are having a lot of discussions about things that we think can provide information for volleyball. Uh, and so we're always looking at new statistics that we can, we can analyze and use. And so back then I was working on some major, major projects for about five years that was all engineering based. Uh, and so it was our aeronautical areas. It was cybersecurity uh, it was kind of advanced concepts of, of building new prototypes. And so it was a really fun, fun environment for me. But the volleyball side, I was just like, man, I love being in the gym. I love training. And how can I mesh those two worlds? And so jumping on board as a volunteer for Kelly at Dayton, he, he gave me a, a little product key, which is a USB device, and said, here's, here's data volley. you got to know it and, and take it to the next level for our program. Because uh, when I first got there, that was their first year using that program. He's like, you've got to know it all. Our staff's going to know it. Uh, and we're going to be able to build from here because this is what the top programs and top countries in the world use. Uh, and so it kind of got down that path. And so, yeah, I was a, a math guy, a science geek, and then became a volleyball nerd on the, on the backside while I was just doing that playing for fun and kind of built my, my way up through there, meeting Kelly and then getting into the volleyball world. And kind of on the flip side, because I hear so much of the talk, the culture of your program is built on – personal relationships and leadership and communicating sort of the flip side of the analytical side. Is that something that you have to think through or does that come naturally uh, to your point of view too? It's, uh, it's, it's one of the greatest things about the staff that we have here uh, between Kelly, Britt, myself, Angel, and Marie, we've known each other for so long that we're able to bounce ideas off each other and kind of analyze different aspects of everything about our program and our players. Uh, and, and, I mean, Britt's one of the best relationship people that I know, and, and she's building relationships with kids as, as it's going through the recruiting and then on our team. So she's got a really strong connection to them. I'm always looking at things from, from the global perspective of, all right, all right, how does these things play into this? How does building this player up in this atmosphere allow them to be better in the match? All right, if we get them to be better at this part of their game, has that influence another player's ability to be better at this? And so – there's this really good um, uh, balance of, of back and forth between our staff on how do we build the best out of each other. I think for me personally, uh, I'm usually, since I'm an analytical person, I analyze a lot. I analyze everything, and I'm trying to figure out, all right, what's the intent of everything that's going on? And sometimes that can be, take a little bit of time because you're always just trying to analyze, analyze, analyze. So I'm trying to get better at being able to make those quick decisions of, all right, we need something in this, this scenario right now. What's the best path to go? Um, so that's where my improvement's coming along. Uh, so that, but that's just kind of built off my background. So our, our staff has been great 
Kelly's got a really good mind of, of the global aspect of everything about our program and our players, and, and he leads kind of our, our where we're going to go technically and, and tactically, and then Britt and I are here to help support with that and, and build from there. Just a, a quick look at Ohio State, your first uh, Big Ten foe. Uh, seems like they've had a major turnover in personnel, and yet I, I think I, earlier I said they're kind of a quirky team. Uh, they do things that are a little different. Is it the same team with a lot of different people? We, what we know about Ohio State is is they want to make you uncomfortable. That's that's their, their number one priority when they're playing a match is to try to make their – opponent as uncomfortable as possible and so some of the things they'll do is is they'll they'll substitute players through in and out of a match pretty fast they'll serve on the whistle they'll try to create some speed and urgency if you're not organized in a, in, in a good pattern and you're not ready to go they'll, they'll catch you off guard and sometimes that's one or two points a set and in the big 10 one to two points is a huge difference maker uh they'll move the ball around serving wise they they don't like to repeat a lot uh, so they don't want to let you get comfortable knowing, hey, we're just going to serve the, fo- the, the five zone over and over and over again. We're just going to serve that person, and we're going to do it the whole time. Uh, they're ones that it's like, all right, we're going to serve the five, now we're going to serve a short serve, and now we're going to serve the deep team, and now we're going to go short flat. And so they like to move things around on you so that you can never just get into a rhythm and a pattern, and so they try to break you out of that. Uh, this year, with so many new players, it kind of makes it a little bit more challenging of, you don't know exactly what each player is yet just because you don't have the, the years of information on them. Uh, they've got a freshman right side who, who, who hit 519 against Dayton. I mean, she was a really good player against them hitting line shots, hitting cross court, uh, being able to work in some tips. I mean, they really try to move things around on you. Uh, we know they compete hard. They, they play hard. They serve well. Uh, it's always a good match with, with us and them because a lot of it is us being able to be really competent and controlled with what we're doing. All right, Gary, usually when we finish these uh, podcasts, we ask some silly type of questions that we find at UWBadgers.com. You don't really have the, the bio that the players have. Uh, so I'm just, uh, what are you doing when you're not watching film? When I'm not watching film, man, uh, I have been, uh, uh, I don't know if you know Quinn Lukens. He was our former manager. Him and I have been having some uh, pretty intense tennis matches throughout this summer. So that's one of the things I've been trying to get better at is, is playing a little bit of tennis. Uh and then uh, I, I'm a big movie guy, so Amory and I will usually catch some Sunday morning movies when it's half off and, and get uh, three three gallons of popcorn and just watch the movies throughout. And I just I actually ran into her office about five minutes ago, going, "Hey, I don't know if you saw, but the Captain Marvel trailer just just dropped, and so you might want to take a look at that." Uh, so those are probably the two things that I've been doing a little bit outside the gym. Do you have a movie genre that you're uh, hooked on? The kinds of movies uh, depends- you like. Depends on the day. If I'm doing scouting and prep work, it's usually comedy because you don't really have to pay attention uh, to those types of movies. You can just kind of leave it on in the background. Um, I, I'm a big person of just get lost in whatever you're watching. So uh, I usually just try to let let it be and, and see whatever I can. Try to see every Oscar movie that I can. Uh, I, I just want to be entertained. Spend my spend my twenty bucks on a ticket. I just hopefully I can get entertained for an hour and a half or three hours. Uh, do you ever plan on learning how to make fudge? As well as your mother can make fudge, because she she usually hands those out to uh, to members of the staff when uh, yeah I I think every town. time every season begins with Diane asking me when my parents are coming to town. I think that's usually her first question before hey how's the team doing or anything like that she's like hey when's the family coming in town because she knows she's going to get some fudge from my my parents. Uh, my mom's been cooking it for years. 
Uh, it's kind of her, her specialty thing. I keep telling her, hey, when are you going to start selling it uh, now that she's retired? But she's like, no, I like doing it for free. And, and so she usually comes back with uh, a couple pounds of it every time she comes up here and gives it to the staff. I, I think you guys have been getting some of it as well. If not, let me know, and I'll make sure to – to send her an email that John, John, and uh, oh no, she, Dennis have been waiting on something. Well, I don't know about you, Dennis, but she she hooks me up. Yeah, She's very so generous. I, I've been I've been left out of this. I, oh, I've, you I've, got heard, I've heard the legend, but I oh, you got to have it. It's yeah. delicious. <laughs> and sometimes it's chocolate. Sometimes it's chocolate peanut butter. I mean, she'll mix it up on you. Yeah, it's all it's all good. Um, all right, hey Gary. By the way, before we let you go, then um, I did pull up the record book. Blocks per set with twenty five point scoring format, two thousand eight to present. Boom. Whitney Young of BYU has the single season record since 2008 under this 25-point rally scoring 1.89. 1.89. So that's the number to beat for Dana this year. That's doable. All right, so 2.5 is a good goal then. Got it. Oh, Uh, (laughs) 2.5. Hold that record forever. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, BYU is a fantastic blocking team. They're they're a team that I I watch video on to get some good ideas about what they do blocking-wise. I think they're – they're one of the best in the country year in and year out of that skill. Uh, I think they train it well. I think they get players that can, can really work in the system that they do. Uh, so it did, did not surprise me when you said BYU. I was like, yep, that makes perfect sense. Yep, so that's the number we'll be focused on. All right, Gary, best of luck as Big Ten play gets underway, and thanks for taking some time. Thanks, John. Thanks, Dennis. Take right. care, Gary. All right, it's Gary White, Badger assistant coach here on uh, Point, Wisconsin. What are your thoughts? Big Ten, Big Ten plays here, Dennis. What are you thinking? Yeah, you get really fired up for it. I think it's just really fun. It's intense, the and I like that it's a six o'clock start. It's a deadline friendly, and then a one o'clock on Saturday. That's I'm I'm all about early starts. Super friendly with the deadline on one o'clock. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, this is this is this is the season a lot of Badger fans have been waiting for. And seven to one in the non conference is good. That's a tough road environment. Baylor, they were amped up for Wisconsin, and just the game of college volleyball is kind of. Uh, even more competitive maybe than it's been in the past. And so I'm ready, man. I'm ready. I'm ready for. Well, and you see uh, the five big 10 teams in the top eight this week in the poll, which tells you it's still top heavy league with, uh, and there's two more teams that are ranked and, and then some of the teams that aren't ranked like Ohio state are dangerous too. Yeah, for sure. All right. So that gets underway. As Dennis said, six o'clock, you can hear it on 100.9 FM or on iHeartRadio radio. If you want to listen that way, uh, Saturday, same deal. Pre-match 1245, first serve just after one. Wisconsin Rutgers, also on 100.9 FM and iHeartRadio. All right, it's a fun one, Dennis. We'll do it again next week, I guess. And I'll be sure to get here. <laughs> you always do. <laughs> you always do. All right, uh, for Dennis Punzel, I'm John Adia saying so long. Thanks for listening to Point Wisconsin. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.